Let me do this again. We always forget. Welcome to Umbrella Rebellion. This week on Umbrella Rebellion, we are going to be talking about our next topic of the mental health series, which will be emotional abuse. So, hey, Marcy. Hey, Dee. Hey, everybody. Like we stated in the last video, abuse is not just physical abuse. And we wanted to highlight some of the different abuses that are not normally recognized or sometimes hard to identify, as we've shared in our experience and stories of the past, it took us a while to realize that what we were experiencing was abuse and we needed a checklist almost to be like, okay, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. Okay, this is really as bad as I thought it was because with a lot of abuse, there is gaslighting and it makes you feel like you are living in an alternate reality. And a lot of the abuse gets minimized by the abuser. So Marcy, you want to take it from here? (laughs) And we'll, basically Um, we're just going to read some information that we pulled up off the web to give definitions to the abuse and to give some examples of what you may experience. So. Yes, this will provide kind of a framework to go off of. So for emotional abuse, this is the definition that we pulled. Emotional abuse is a form of manipulation used to maintain control in a relationship. This type of abuse may include verbal attacks, humiliation, intimidation, bullying, and isolation. It can cause deep emotional harm that may last for years. A lot of times it's really hard to determine like what exactly is manipulation. So we kind of have some examples of different types of things that fall under their category of emotional abuse. So emotional abuse involves attempts to frighten, control, or isolate you. This type of abuse doesn't involve physical violence, though it may involve threats of violence directed towards you or your loved ones. It's characterized by a person's words, actions, and the consistency of these behaviors. Abuse may start gradually, but it happens again and again. People of any age or gender can abuse or experience abuse. The abuse doesn't just happen in the context of romantic relationships. The person abusing you could be your spouse or romantic partner. They might also be your business partner or your parent or caretaker, or even your adult child. Regardless, you don't deserve the abuse, and it's definitely not your fault. Yeah, I've experienced it in the workplace, and I had to change jobs because it was so triggering from my first marriage. It was like, wow, this feels exactly the same. Yes, I've had milder versions. mm -hmm. So Uh, some ways to recognize the emotional abuse. Sometimes it can be humiliation, negating, and criticizing. Someone abusing you may use different tactics to undermine your self-esteem. So a lot of the emotional abuse is, you know, trying to knock you down and make you feel less than. 
So an example would be name calling or derogatory nicknames. They'll blatantly call you stupid, a loser, or use other insults. Maybe they use terms of endearment that actually highlight things that you're sensitive about, like my little nail biter or my chubby pumpkin, and ignore your request to stop. They kind of almost gaslight you in you know, they they make it seem as though it's a term of endearment, but they know it's not. So then you okay. have the character assassination. This usually involves the word always. You're always late, always wrong, always screwing up, always disagreeable, and so on and so on. They might say these things to you or use them to describe your behaviors to others. Like when you're out in public and somebody's talking about you, like, oh yeah, she always does that. It's ridiculous. It usually includes like an absolute. It implies that it's constant, like it's a habit or a problem. All right, so the next one would be yelling. Screaming, yelling, and swearing can intimidate you and make you feel small and inconsequential. Maybe they never hit you, but they do pound their fists, throw things, or damage property. So I think we talked about this in the last video where he would corner me in the kitchen, and he wouldn't touch me, but he would be yelling in my face, like spit in my face, and he would punch the cabinet. He would use the, you know, where two cabinets come together, the counters come together in a corner. That was his favorite place. He would back me into that corner so I didn't have an exit. And then he would punch cabinets over my head or he would just scream in my face. But I didn't think it was an abuse because he didn't touch me. Yeah. For me, it was more like when he was working on a vehicle and he would like mm -hmm. throw tools, kick his drink over, curse, scream. And it it got very frightening sometimes. Yes. It didn't take too many of those times for him to cornering me and doing something like that for me to be afraid of it happening again. So he didn't have to do it very much for me to have learned my lesson and to not rock the boat enough or not push buttons enough. Like I calmed things down as fast as I could because I didn't want it to get to that point. So it didn't take me long to learn. So he didn't have to do it too often. He just had to reiterate it every now and then, or he just had to get drunk enough to do it. Yeah. 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 All right. So the next one would be patronizing. They be belittle you by saying things like, I know you try, but this is beyond the scope of your brain. <laughs> <That's an interesting> <laughs> <one>. <laughs> okay. Or public embarrassment. They pick fights with you, share your secrets, or make fun of your shortcomings in public. One of the things I will never forget that would be patronizing was when my ex got into an accident and couldn't work and I was pregnant with my youngest and I said do you want me to go try and get a job and he's like you could never make enough money to support us yeah oh okay so I mean why try right if you could never do that you know and yeah. at that point I had been belittled and you know, abused for so long, I was like, well, probably so. But that was yeah. not true. It was definitely a lot of a lot of it, too, is things that are not true, that they make you believe are true about yourself. Mm -hmm. I think that <clears throat> part of the emotional abuse for me was that he set up lies really, really early on so that when he was verbally or emotionally abusing later, he could, my brain would go back to those things. So he laid a foundation and built on that foundation mm -hmm. and then 
so that I believed the other things or I believed that he was capable of whatever he threatened. Mm -hmm. I think in the past video, we talked about that, like the Red Beret thing where I thought he was, you know, military and he could do pretty much anything he wanted to do. Not true. <laughs> but I was for sure and certain that he could follow through on any of his threats. Right. Um, okay, so the next one is dismissiveness. So you share something important to you and they reply with what? Who cares about that? Mm -hmm. Body language, like eye rolling, smirking, head shaking, and sighing help convey the same message. It's basically a general disrespect of you as a person and anything that interests you and they don't have time for it, basically. And they can't entertain something that's important to you. It's beyond their capacity to engage in that way, but they want you to engage with them that way, but they don't return it. Right. Definitely. Another one would be joking. You express discomfort with something they've said. They snap back. Can't you take a joke? Grow up. You're left feeling foolish and wondering whether you are, in fact, too sensitive. That is a huge one. They use that a lot. Yes. Insulting your appearance. Or they constantly say, you're lucky they chose you since they could find someone so much more attractive. Mm. I never got that yeah. one, but I did get, he would know that I was sensitive about something like plucking facial hair or whatever, because I'm a very hairy person <laughs> and I have a witch's chin, I call it my witch's chin, lots of hair. And we would have jokes about it. We'd be funny and everything, but he knew it was a sensitive subject. And then he would turn it around later and, and use it against me. So. Yeah. He would constantly point out, like, if I had a hair on my face that I didn't pluck or if I missed a few hairs on my eyebrows like I literally have to pluck like every two or three days because otherwise I would just be like full mustache full beard unibrow you know <laughs> said French I guess at me but yeah so he would point that out to me and you know now my husband I can go a month without shaving my legs and he doesn't care so <laughs> I love isn't it. that nice isn't that nice love you anyway for who you are none of that stuff bothers him and i'm like thank god because you know that would who's got that time was such for that? A... i mean what's that who's got time for that I... <laughs> yeah this episode is sponsored by better help have you been struggling lately Maybe you're having difficulty in relationships or with difficult thoughts, feelings. We are definitely people who can understand how that can be difficult, especially after leaving a cult. Therapy for me was extremely important after leaving the cult and abuse. And it was difficult to find time to get to one where you schedule an appointment, you had to drive there, you had to leave work. I think with better help, this sounds amazing because you can schedule it around your appointments or work or children. Children was a thing for me. And something that I liked about that they said was available was that you could text message a counselor. There were multiple times where I would get triggered and have panic issues and things like that, where it would have been really nice to be able to just message someone and have them talk me through that moment. If you can relate to this need, then BetterHelp wants to help you today. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen to help you. 
Talk to your therapist in private, online environment at your convenience. You just need to fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, including financial, and then you get matched with your therapist in another 48 hours. Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions, plus you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. You can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. And as Marcy and I have experienced, sometimes each therapist is not the best fit that we've seen, or we get to a point where we need somebody that can help us with a different aspect of our recovery. And so I've been to multiple therapists as well. Yes, I have too. I went to a therapist for the abuse. I went to a therapist for the cult and I've had to go through several to find the right one that was the best fit. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. We have a special offer to Umbrella Rebellion listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash Umbrella Rebellion. That's betterhelp.com slash Umbrella Rebellion. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. So belittling your accomplishments is the next one. They brush off your achievements saying they don't matter or claim responsibility for your successes. So this was my ex's favorite way of using this emotional abuse. He would claim that my successes were his or that he Mm -hmm. was the reason that I had that success. So I was the reason that I had the house that we had not because I also contributed half the funds. He was the reason of whatever. He would twist it however he needed to make it be so, to make it, you know, he was the reason for it. It wasn't anything on my part. Right. It wasn't, you did a really great job. You worked so hard and thank you for contributing. It was, aren't you glad you have me because you can do this now? Yeah. You couldn't have done it without me. You couldn't have done it without me. Exactly. Because they have to lay that lie because if you can do it without them, you can leave them. Uh-huh. Yes. That guarantees that you will stay. But you can't do mm-hmm. it by yourself. Yep. They tell you that your ideas will never work and how little you've thought it through instead of trying to help you find ways in which it can work. I had that with my dad a lot. He, I called him my bubble burster because every time I had a great idea, pop, 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 he'd poke little holes into it. And it was like, well, I guess I should never try this because there's no way that I can do it. Instead of coming alongside of me and saying, hey, did you think about this? How can you accomplish this or, you know, put this in place to where you won't get resistance, I guess. Yeah. He didn't help you learn to problem solve. Correct. It was, there's, there's a ton of problems that you haven't already thought of. And so it'll never work because you didn't think of them already. I think that would be a core issue with a good portion of the cult too, because I remember, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was a direct teaching or if that was just something subliminal that was, that I picked up on, but Mm -hmm. I still have to fight that where I won't, it's almost a perfectionism thing where I won't start something because I don't know what might all go wrong beforehand and I can't solve it beforehand. So, so why try if it can't be perfect? 
Which is really weird because Gothard put into place so many things that were half-assed and like Verity. They weren't fully example. Verity. Yes. And yeah, so and weren't thought through and didn't fully investigate and just Mm -hmm. ran with it. I got put in, so just to tell you how how badly planned Verity was, I got put in, I was doing education or or something like that. Oh, yeah, one of the courses that they signed me up for, that first round of things, I think it was a third or fourth year level class. So we're just starting college. I didn't even know that there were different levels of different years. And they put me in one that was like third or fourth in translating Latin or something like that. (laughs) this professor was asking me to translate ancient writing in whatever, I don't even know language it was, and send my assignments in. I was completely lost. Like, I don't even know how I got signed up for this class, but I finally just said, I don't know what you're talking about. I can't can't figure it out. I hadn't had the beginning classes. It was ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, that ATI homeschool was supposed to prepare you for that. So, Mm -hmm. obviously, you could have handled Mm -hmm. it if you would have just done it right. Yes, or the the poor other people that were put in management positions to set up these things didn't know those things either. Like, if I didn't know Mm -hmm. how that worked, then then they didn't know how that worked. And so they didn't realize that they had signed me up for a third or fourth year level thing and that I needed to have those other classes first. (laughs) And then it really didn't go to my degree. And probably because they had never been to college. And so they didn't know how it worked. Yes. So it was students, those the blind leading the blind, quite literally. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why anyway, my hair we is dig- like all weird. We digress. So putting down your interests. They suggest your hobby is a waste of time. You'll never be any good at the piano, so why do you keep trying? Really, they'd rather you not participate in, t- in activities without them. Oh, my goodness. So mine was either all or nothing. He wanted me in the activity with him all the time, or he didn't want me to be involved at all. Then he wanted to leave me out. There was no middle ground. Yeah. Yeah. The next one is pushing your buttons, which we call it poking the bear around here. Yeah. <laughs> Once they find something that annoys you or makes you uncomfortable, they begin to mention it every chance they get, ignoring your requests that they stop. So, yeah, it's just basically just finding something that you're insecure about or you're not comfortable with or bothers you in any way, shape or form. And then once they know it bothers you, it's a constant. This is also classic narcissist. Now, the use of this doesn't mean that they're a narcissist, but this is a tactic that a narcissist often uses. And it's so that they can get an emotional rise out of you. There is a there is almost a feeding frenzy on any emotional response. Happy, sad, <laughs> annoyed. If they're needing some kind of emotional fix, then pushing your buttons is a way to get it. And sometimes they want the negative attention, not the positive. They can't get you happy, then you know they're gonna poke. That's more fun too, because it gets a more extreme reaction. So it's a higher level of emotion for a narcissist. 
So this happened a lot for me too, because he was trying to get that input. Yeah. And that makes me, I want to look up a YouTube channel that I watch very regularly about narcissism and narcissistic behavior. I think it's Dr. Roman and her YouTube channel is doctor, the word doctor spelled out, Romani, R-A-M-A-N-I. She has some excellent, excellent videos on narcissistic, just trying, you know, like different, I was, <laughs> the narcissistic cult of two video, just, I was looking at it. <laughs> I'm going to share this. Okay. So this is Dr. Romani's channel and, you know, her videos are all about narcissistic and narcissistic abuse and, you know, coping with it and strategies to deal with it. Really good stuff. So I watch her a lot. Yes. I've seen some of her videos as well and thought, yep, that's, that's really spot on. And it's really concise understanding of it. It took me a long time to figure out narcissism. It was only slightly mentioned in counseling because she couldn't, technically diagnose him with it because she he'd never been officially diagnosed and she had not met him before so there were some not medical but like counseling lines that couldn't be crossed there but she said take this information go learn about it and so i did and then i was like oh my gosh <laughs> mm -hmm. she was right so she she called it correctly just from my stories and working with me in it so but this lady has really good in a nutshell understandings of it. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else about emotional abuse that you wanted to add personal experiences? No. Can you think of anything else that you can add about the emotional abuse? Not, not outside of what we've already said. And those were really kind of repeats from last time. So yeah, I mean, it all ties in because a lot of the emotional verbal is kind of hand in hand. Yeah, It all happens just in a swarmy mess. Mm -hmm. it's like the spiral of abuse yes yes i wish i could find the diagram that she gave me that i looked at at the very beginning because it was a circle the circle of abuse or the anyway i, I should try to find it but let me see if i can find something let me try and get it bigger more on it than that but yes something very similar to that where they would say it starts here and it progresses to this and it progresses to that and then it ends here and then it starts again. Acute explosion, batterer hitting, choking, humiliating, imprisonment, rape, use of weapons, beating, imprisonment, honeymoon, batterer, I'm sorry, begs forgiveness, promises to get counseling, goes to church, AA, sends flowers, brings presents, I'll never do it again, wants to make love, declares love, enlists family support, cries. Tension building, batterer, moody, nitpicking, isolates, withdraws, affection, puts down, yielding, drinking, drugs, threatens, destroys property, criticizes, sullen, crazy making, gaslighting. Yeah. So, and I think that the thing that really hit me when I, and this is slightly different than the one I had, but attempts to calm, nurturing, silent, or very talkative. Stays away from family and friends, keeps kids quiet, agrees, withdraws. I did all those things. And when I saw that, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, this is me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the other ones are protects herself, himself, any way they can. 
police called by him or him or her kid's neighbor tries to calm batterer which like you were saying you tried to always calm them and then tries to reason with the batterer and then leaves or fights back yeah i never fought back the only time i fought back was the last time when i tried to leave or i did leave yeah 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 so we're going to link the pages where we got these resources and I'll also link this article that has this this graphic of the cycle of abuse. There's many different graphics that you can look at and if you just google cycle of abuse you can look at a couple different of them. They might have different information that might be applicable to you in your situation and you know as always if you find that you are experiencing some type of abuse reach out to any of the abuse hotlines. 1-800-799-7233. We will also put some down in the description as well. If you're trying to help someone that you know is being abused or you think is being abused, but you can't break their bubble where they don't think they're being abused or they're just in that fog, that something like that cycle, that circle on a paper, that's what started breaking the mindset for me. That's what started the thought of, oh, I am abused. So that would also be a resource for families or friends that are trying to help someone. If you could just bring that to them and then let them make their own assessment. Yeah. Um, so it's a good. Or to share, tool. hey, I found this really cool article I wanted to share with you. Yes, you know. exactly. Exactly. Benign, non-accusing communication, you know, like this is just information I wanted to share, not accusing exactly. them of not seeing what's really going on or anything like that because the minute you start accusing them of not seeing what's really happening they're basically being triggered by the abuse they're already experiencing because they're going to feel attacked because they're constant in survival mode and defensive mode yeah it helps the slow dawning of realization for them yeah definitely so we just want to thank you so much for joining us today for our talk about the different types of abuse and going over the emotional abuse if you have any questions please leave them down in the comments below we are here for you we have the umbrella rebellion support group that if you are a survivor of abuse or if you are trying to get out of the cycle of abuse you can join our group and we try to be a community that helps each other and supports each other through whatever step we are at in the process so don't forget to like this video subscribe and share it with your friends please if you enjoyed it the more our videos are shared the more traction we get on youtube the more this information gets out to the people that need the help so exposes the cult for what it is and helps people understand the plight of the survivor so all right guys thank you for joining us and don't forget to come back next time and join the rebellion (laughs) bye bye